You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. So Chris, the dust hasn't even settled from the recent Kickstarter that you've done to bring back Film Threat. I'm curious, how do you feel now having successfully funded this Kickstarter, having actually gone past your original goal to be able to fund the documentary on Film Threat, and kind of what's the next step for you? The next step for me is to fulfill all the backer rewards. That's like my first step is to get all the materials produced, the exclusive T-shirts, the the backer. You know, we're getting patches made and we have a design for the film threat poster that's really cool that I'll be revealing soon. So like get those rewards done and they get that stuff shipped. Um, I actually, funny you ask, I have a meeting next week with the designer of the site. So as a backer yourself, you got to see like at least the design of what the early site will look like. And it's, I really wanted to, to capture the experience of reading a magazine so that while yes, it is a website, it feels, it has the feel, look and feel of a printed magazine. It has a kind of gravitas. That's at least my intention. So that it also has um, a credibility because sure, we're going to cover the mainstream stuff in a weird way, like Film Thread always does. But I also want to re- want to cover the crazy, weird, bizarre stuff. And I want it to be taken as seriously. I'll cover the latest big DC movie from Warner Brothers, not in quite the way that Warner Brothers probably would like. But then I'm also going to cover weird, cool indie filmmakers that um, that no one's heard of. And that's something that I think is sadly lacking amongst film writers now is, you know, because I read I read uh, a lot of the film sites and I feel like everything is just spoon fed. Everything is you wrote this article about this movie because it's coming out next month and because you got an email from a publicist asking you to write about this movie. It wasn't generated by the site saying, I just saw the most incredible film or I was at this film festival and ran into a filmmaker who gave me a tape and that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking to use Film Thread as a way to kind of discover that next generation of indie filmmakers, the people that are gonna make feature films on their iPhones because the technology is so good. That's what I'm super excited about. Look, Richard Linklater sent me a VHS tape of Slacker before it played any film festivals. And it was 20 minutes longer. I still have that VHS tape. I became friends with him. Like that was like a weird, like you kind of knew that like you could just, you know, send film thread a tape and we would review anything. So that's, so I think that sense of discovery is what I'm looking for. And I think that a lot of the sites not the stuff that you do, because you you dig deep, but they're just not digging deep enough. You know, they're not, in my opinion, they're just not digging deep enough. I want to see um, stuff dig deeper. It's it's like, you know, it's easy to sit there and take a press release and say, ooh, the new Thor poster's out. Like, here's the Doctor Strange trailer. Here's the this. There's too much of a focus on Marvel and Star Wars. And while I like those things, and I'm certainly going to cover those things, not necessarily in a way that anyone would expect, there's a whole other world of film out there that's that's being ignored, and I want to discover that stuff. And I think that that's what Film Threat became known for, and that's stuff that – it sucks that I know about so much cool stuff that no one knows about now. I mean I'll give you an example. It's a movie that's played some festivals, and and but not any big ones, is this movie Director's Cut by Adam Rifkin. I gave money to the Kickstarter. I have yet to see it, though. I'm, I okay. wasn't able to go out to Chicago and catch the premiere. Oh, my God. 
it is one of my favorite movies that I have seen this year. And if you've seen the trailer for it, you already know how good it is. That's good to hear. I'm really glad to hear that. So, and it plays so well with the crowd. If there's any possible way you can see it in a theater, you need to do that because it is fantastic. Just totally exceeded my expectations. And that's a movie that was a crowdfunded effort very early on. And, and um, there, there are things where it's like I, I feel like the thing that, that Film Threat did that I want to get back to that I don't see very much of is activism. I feel like Film Threat had a sense of activism. We would, we would take on certain aspects of the establishment or we would thumb our nose at things or give the finger to people who deserved it. And, um, you know, I paid the price for that. I'm not exactly Leonard Maltin or some mainstream, you know, critic. Um, I'm someone who's also involved in things and in, in getting in trying to get my own films made as well as, you know, covering things in a completely different way. So I'm going to be personally involved. I mean, my plan is to have a version of the website up by December, at least one that's viewable by the backers. So you can log in. The backers will get to look at the beta and then launch the public very soon after that. And then I'm going to be personally running it for a while because I want to make sure that there's a certain standard, that certain things are set, that like, you know, film threat would do this, wouldn't do that. I mean, you know, you once you read a website or you read a certain person's thing, you get a sense of what they're about. And I, and I, I need to kind of reboot all of that. Uh, before I bring in other writers, though I do plan to do that. Um, the big thing also we're working on is this podcast network, which is pretty exciting. So we'll be doing the Film Threat podcast. I'm going to be doing a DV Tuesday podcast. And then um, we're going to be launching a whole bunch of other podcasts that are like a lot of them will be um, limited runs, like, you know, 12 episodes, 24 episodes, and that's it. We're doing a podcast called the working title right now is Dick Picks. And the Dick Picks podcast is, I'm not doing the podcast, by the way. I might be a guest on one episode, but the Dick Picks podcast is being done by a guy named Patty Hawkins from Florida. And every episode of Dick Picks, he reviews a movie in which Dick Miller has a bit part. Now, if you know Dick Miller, the, um, you know, the character actor, he's been in everything from Terminator, Gremlins. I mean, you look up his credits, this guy is in every movie. He's in a ton of movies. So this podcast, which it's not going to be an hour long, it's going to be like 20 minutes. So you'll be able to download a bunch of them and binge listen, uh, which is what I like to do with stuff. It's, it's just going to cover a, a, a Dick Miller's career. And he's been in over 200 movies. And in most of them, he's working retail. So it's kind of fun. But, um, but yeah, so, so that's an example like creatively of what some of the podcasts, some of what we're going to be doing in terms of podcasts. It's not going to be just, um, you know, it's not going to be typical like with anything. It's going to be, it's definitely going to be different. Well, I am very excited to see what you do next. I'm always uh, very interested in your efforts. No, I appreciate it. No, it's just great. Like also just love all the stuff that you do with Projection Booth too. Like just the kind of stuff you cover. It's like, you know, because what's so funny is I don't know who I was talking to about this, but it's like, you know, before you and I met, we were kind of at odds. I mean, we were like, you know, you were mad at me and I was, you know, I, I don't know. Like I, I was, I was afraid of you. I remember because also <laughs> if you see a photo of you, you look like a scary guy, like not having heard your voice, right? Like the thing, motherfucker looks just like the thing. You look intimidating to me. Like, oh my God, like I'm, I'm afraid of this guy and I don't, I don't want to <laughs> piss him off. And so, and so then we finally meet and it's just like, you're like this gentle giant. And I'm like, oh my God, why was I, I should have just, we should have been friends forever. Like, why did this happen? 
I'm, I'm glad we're friends now and I'm glad that like, you know, we're, uh, you know, not just that, but it's like that you can, you and I can just sit in a room and talk for hours. We did that one podcast where we were just sitting in my car. Was it your car? Like, that was awesome. That was so much fun. And like, yeah, like we're definitely like very much, I think there's a lot of, and I think this also comes from being in, from Michigan. A lot of people from Michigan are movie fans. I don't know. And I, I don't know if it's the bad weather or the unpredictable weather uh, so that, you know, you're watching movies a lot, but movies in Michigan are kind of a big thing. There's a lot of people from Michigan that work in the film industry um, here in Los Angeles. And it's, we actually have a name for it. We call it the Michigan mafia. If you meet anyone on a film set or working in television or movies and you're like, Hey, you're from Michigan. Oh, wow. Fago pop, you know, like, like there's this instant shorthand for Michigan, right. And like stuff you grew up with or stuff you experienced. And, uh, and so I love that. And I, I, I appreciate you having me, you know, on your show every once in a while, I got to have you on the film threat podcast at some point. Well, you know, I did pay enough to be a guest on it. So. Oh, that's right. You are going to be. <laughs> that's right. Okay, awesome. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, that, that has to happen. I mean, you know, like, for sure. And just, I mean, the whole thing is, is that, I mean, look, the Film Threat Podcast is just going to be me having people I like on the show, whether it's filmmakers or film people, just to talk and then plug their own thing. There's too much good stuff out there that people don't know about. So um, I want to make sure that that gets covered. Well, I look forward to it, and I'm curious to to hear who else is going to be on there because I know, like you said, you've got great connections. You know a lot of stuff. You know, you're always talking about new film and everything, which is fantastic. So it's uh, I'm I'm was always a fan of, especially when Film Threat, when you would kind of get on your soapbox a little bit, like talking about covers of old Film Threats. Who else had freaked on the cover of their magazine? Yeah, that's true. Well, well, the great thing is being able to get back to that. And as you know, with the web, there's just not that limit, you know, like there's going to be a cover story every day. So um, it's going to be a lot of work, you know, having done it before. But um, but I I never when that first campaign failed, I never stopped working on it. I have met up with a guy who did a design. We got that design. Then I was like, well, I'm going to start working on this documentary. So the last so the year that, you know, after that original Kickstarter failed, I used that as an opportunity to kind of, you know, get my shit together and, and go, well, you know, maybe if I bring it back in a different way, people will accept that or people will really like it. So having it succeed is great. And then, you know, I'm not making the movie. I'm the executive producer, which basically means I'm facilitating, you know, all my old VHS tapes and photos. I'm, you know, but one of the filmmakers is from Michigan, Dennis Prisuera. So it's a co-director team and then the other producer steve banatine is also from michigan oh fantastic i remember steve from the blue water film festival so steve yes is an oscar nominated documentary producer who you know is from michigan and he's most of the documentaries that he makes are in the area of social issue so i showed him the sizzle reel which was edited together by runa lind and i said you know what do you think of this he's like this is a movie like this is a movie and i showed him the film threat archives which is like i had saved everything i saved every letter i saved every photo i saved every you know i tried to organize them you know by year and piles and this and i really was an archivist you know not a hoarder an archivist because it's organized but uh it's all in these plastic bins but i thought there's there's got to be a film here and then the other project that's being done which was going to be a stretch goal but we we didn't get to it because we just 
hits the finish line with the documentary um, is the Robert St. Mary is doing a book. And if you know Robert St. Mary, he did the Orbit Anthology book. Yeah, I, I seem to remember that guy. Yeah, so Robert St. Mary did the Orbit Magazine Anthology. And I guess I'm publicly announcing this on your show if you decide to Whoa. use this piece of tape. Uh, exclusive. exclusive. I love it. Uh, we're Robert St. Mary, who did the Orbit Magazine Anthology book, is doing an anthology book for Film Threat. That will include, you know, best articles, um, unpublished articles, because it was there were two issues of Film Threat that never got printed for various reasons that that existed, like fully existed, and then didn't get didn't get done. So he's doing that, and he's interviewing not only all the old editors and writers, but people who even tangentially were involved in Film Threat. Perhaps you'll be in the book, and the title of the book, which is going to be one of the, it's sort of a big coffee table book, is called The Worst of Film Threat. I think that kind of goes with uh, a companion piece to Film Threat Sucks, the documentary. This, All of this is, you know, year and a half, two years away to these two projects coming to life. But in the meantime, the website will be around and, and that'll be pretty fun, the website and the podcast. Can people still go over to FilmThreat.com? Yes. Can they still give money to the Kickstarter? Um, no, but what we are going to do is we're going to set up a Patreon because we still need money for the documentary. We really just have enough money to get it shot. We don't have enough money for all this other stuff, legal stuff, and there's like music clearance. And But what we're going to do is we're going to pre-sell uh, the poster and the patch, and then you can get a credit on the film if you give a certain amount of money. So um, that'll be happening later. But if you go to filmthreat.com, right, for the moment, it just directs you to our Kickstarter, so you can check that stuff out. But after that, if you're listening to this in 2017, if you go to filmthreat.com, it's just going to point you to filmthreat.com. Um, and, and there'll be a little button where you can continue to support us and, and whatnot. I got to tell you what the poster design is. It's pretty cool. So I'll tell you off the podcast just for you. All right, cool. Well, thank you, Chris. I appreciate you coming on the show. Always good to talk with you and folks, please be sure to keep up with Chris's efforts over at filmthreat.com. Thanks, Mike. All right. Okay. So the poster is, do you remember the original?